Reaction from around the world echoes what David Hemingway says. Even in Israel, where the U.S. is highly respected in many ways, people are shocked by what happened in Newtown. And by the way, guns are so available in our country. Reporter Daniel Estrin in Jerusalem says the Israeli news media have been devoting lots of space to the Connecticut shooting. There were radio interviews with Newtown's rabbi, who comforted the family of the youngest victim of the shooting, who was Jewish. There's a lot of sympathy here with this story because Israelis feel as if they've been through the same thing with years of Palestinian bus bombings and attacks. The Israeli prime minister sent a letter to President Obama uh, comparing the shooting to terror attacks on Israeli civilians, uh, basically saying Israel knows your pain. The two things are different, but for Israelis, I mean, what seems to be the main focus and thoughts about guns in America today? There has been a lot of criticism in the Israeli press um, the last couple of days about American gun control laws. Anyone who's been to Israel knows that you see a lot of guns here all the time. They're mostly carried by 18-year-old soldiers in the army, but uh, the soldiers have to keep the guns on them at all times. There are very strict rules about that. And in general, gun owners in Israel are uh, restricted. They're only allowed to own one pistol. They have to go through exhaustive mental and physical tests before they can get a weapon. Any Israeli who owns a gun has to have been a captain in the army or a former lieutenant colonel in the army. And the one big exception are Israelis who live in the West Bank, in West Bank settlements, or Israelis who work there. They are allowed to carry guns. And yet, when when I was in Israel, I recall seeing gun shops everywhere. I mean, there is a gun culture. I remember seeing a guy come into a coffee shop, put down his cell phone on the table, then his sidearm. I mean, capture for us the difference in attitudes towards guns uh, in Israel and the U.S. I think people here in Israel are... are immune to that. I think they uh, recognize that they live in a dangerous neighborhood. You know, I I hop on a bus and I'm sitting next to a soldier and he falls asleep and his M16 kind of sticks into my my side. It's something that is so prevalent that you get used to it. There is little criticism about the the pervasity of, of guns here. I think because you don't see mass shootings Israeli-on-Israeli shootings uh, like you might see American-on-American shootings like we've seen. But but there's a culture of violence and a culture of guns in Israel. I don't understand the difference. I think the difference, first of all, is that uh, Israelis see the attacks that happen on them as attacks that are attributed to political reasons. When there are shootings on Israelis, it's because uh, there's an Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the shooters are... Uh, Palestinian. Um, That's a a sweeping generalization. But there's a feeling that, especially with this shooting, it was senseless without any reason. You know, I think about all all the tears that have been shed here in Connecticut and in households across the U.S. But in Israel, as you pointed out, Daniel, gun violence, not to mention bomb violence, uh, has shattered people's lives and those of their children. How do Israelis heal after national traumas? Israeli first responders are very quick. Within minutes, they come. They take the injured away to hospitals. They clear away the carnage and uh, all of the destruction. So within an hour or two, a road is reopened for traffic. You know, if you're at the same spot just a few hours after, you won't even know that anything had happened there. They, They have to move on as quickly as possible. They can't let this last tragedy uh, affect them because there will be another one and another one. Daniel Estrin, we'll leave it there. Thank you. You're welcome.